I don't know how much you guys like me talking about anime and stuff, but I have heard from so many people that Vinland Saga is the most amazing show ever. Hey Dark Vibe, hey, you just watched your new Rambles video. If you are looking for shows as good as Arcane and Cyberpunk, I highly recommend Vinland Saga. It's one of the best anime to come out in recent years. It's a bit slow paced compared to the other two, but it's 100% worth it. To this I said, I have had so many people say Vinland Saga is amazing, one of the best anime of all time. I have started trying to get into it for a third time, I am on episode 6. It is good, but in a way where it hasn't fully gripped me yet. It is more that I can see how others would like it. One of the things that I have trouble engaging with in shows chat is entirely suspending disbelief for things that I see as inconsistent. So, Vinland Saga presents a world that is meant to be realistic in a way, but they'll have one guy who can win a fight against like 28 guys on a boat. And I was like, nothing you've established so far makes that plausible or possible. And that just like pulls me out of the show. I prefer fantasy shows where there's a m magical element. So if the show wants one guy to be so amazing that he can beat a hundred guys, they just say like, oh yeah, he's the son of a uh, demon lord, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, well, he's the son of demon lord, blah, blah, blah. Of course he can beat a hundred guys. That's too easy. But when you make a show that's bogged down in realism and you want to make a guy seem really, really tough, he usually ends up doing things that are fucking impossible within the established rules of the show. You've got a kid with like a small pokey stick who just like beats like seven guys. And I'm just like, he's a kid. I don't care how talented he is. He's, he's a fucking kid against like, like seven grown, grown guys. They would just beat him into the ground. I just don't see Vinland Saga as being super consistent with the so-called realism that it's presenting. I'm gonna keep watching it though. See if it continues to grip me. Doesn't seem like a bad show, but as I say, that's just one issue that I have a hard time getting around. So I got to the end of Vinland Saga season one, and I quite liked it. I was on the fence six episodes in, but I think it kind of cemented for me that I really liked the series at episode 21. There is this scene, maybe kind of spoilers, I'm not sure. I mean, you can't, unless you have seen the scene, you don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, this made me actually tear up a bit. May have shed a tear or two. It was uh, quite emotional, the things that they said. And it hit home and I was like, oh man, this is, this is something here. What's his name, As Askeladd? He is a, a cool character. I've now finished season one and I quite liked it. Is it the greatest anime of all time? No, not for me at least. I would rate it like an eight out of 10. Season two apparently is different from season one, starting that now. I have not seen any of the characters from season one in it. So that's suggestive to me that it might be a completely different story set in the same universe. I'm not sure, but I guess I'll find out. Although actually in the marketing material, it shows one of the characters from the first season, but older. So I guess they must show up somewhere, but I guess I'll find out. So I want to talk about Vinland Saga season two. And I recognize it being an anime that despite how popular it is or was, most of you probably don't know anything about it. So I won't stay on it too long. But while I was halfway through Vinland Saga Season 2, I said this. I hate Kettle's youngest son more than any other character in the entire series. But that wasn't my complete take for the entire season. Now understand, I like Season 1 of Vinland Saga, and potentially for reasons that most people did not. Like, I'm not an action junkie or whatever, I wasn't there because the, the sword fights and stuff are cool. I, I ended up liking it because I like the characters, I found them interesting, I found, found their psychology and how they developed and, and, and then their struggles and stuff. The intrigue, interesting. It was a, a Game of Thrones-esque sort of thing, where it felt like everyone was to some degree a terrible person, but the way that they clashed was interesting right? Season two is very different though. And so by the end of season two, I wasn't very impressed with the show. And so I said this, Villain Saga season two review. Oh, this, this is it? 
It was intriguing until the final two episodes. The journey was interesting in part because I wanted to see the destination. Having now seen it, I would have been fine not seeing the journey. I'm not sure what I wanted, I just didn't want that. Over a hundred died so a few people could change slightly. Season 1 had much bigger stakes, a more interesting plot, with more engaging characters. I am by no means an action junkie, even I found Season 2 dull. Vinland Saga Season 2's main contribution is to make Vinland Saga Season 1 seem even more amazing by comparison. Season 2 makes a person say, whoa, Season 1 was great. And I went backwards and forwards in the comments with people talking about issues I had with the show. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to read it all because I recognize most of you don't care about this. But I found like... So much of what happened in the last, say, seven episodes kind of, to me, came out of nowhere and wasn't telegraphed beforehand. The people on a dime changed their personalities radically and made entirely illogical, stupid decisions. As an example, there's a guy called Kettle, and he runs a business, a farm, where he has something like 350 people in debt to him. He has huge lands, a very complicated infrastructure of just hundreds of people working for him, effectively. He's so influ influential, he has had a king as his main ally. His eldest son was a thane, which is to say the guard to the king, the elite, 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 elite soldiers, whom he had listened to talk about his time on the battlefield and how bloodthirsty and, and how his deeds and stuff. To the degree that he thought his son was a monster, effectively. But he gets to this point where the king arrives on his shore with his hundred elite guard, and this dude Kettle, despite being portrayed as a fairly intelligent person with connections and some understanding of, of warfare, is like, oh, they've only got a hundred soldiers? What morons? I've got 350 farmers indebted to me. I'm gonna beat them in a battle. And I'm like, no one's that dumb. No one anywhere is that dumb. You've got a bunch of untrained farmers who have like their axes and hoes from their, their fields. And you're looking at like a singular line of perfectly trained elite soldiers. And this guy's like, yeah, I'm gonna beat him. And not only is, is he that way, all 350 of the farmers are like, yeah, we got a chance here, son. I'm like, no one could be that ignorant. But even if they were that ignorant, right? A lot of it could be explained by like the character just going insane and being insanely prideful, which is something that wasn't previously established. But that's part of, part of what they explain in the anime. Like he's just, he's, he's just so, he's been belittled, he's been mocked or whatever. And, and so he's like, I must fight for my honor, whatever. And all, all the farmers are like, be, have they been caught up in Nordic pride? So aren't really thinking straight. I'm like, okay. That's stupid, impressively stupid, but fine. But they get on the battlefield, and there's just one line of the most elite soldiers of all time just carving down farmers. Like, a farmer runs up, and the guy just effortlessly takes out his sword, chops off the dude's two arms, chops off the head, and this fight just continues. And I'm looking at, like, one of the reasons people train as soldiers is because in a situation of fight or flight, people run away, like, pretty much immediately. Sure, you could maybe establish that their pride got them out on the battlefield, but the nanosecond, Frank over there removes, gets his arms removed and his head removed, they would run away. There was no amount of pride in the universe that would make farmers look at elite, well-equipped soldiers and then just run into them like a meat grinder dying one after the other. Like a hundred something people just were willing to walk forward into a line of elite soldiers and die. I'm like, I'm looking at this, this is the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my life. And they're like, oh, but but they're indebted to Kettle for money. It's like, yeah, but interestingly, no farmer is stupid enough to think that wiping their debts is worth their lives because when they die, even if their debts are wiped, what's their family gonna do? Their family will just starve. No farmer is gonna be willing to lose their lives for a debt. You could, you could argue, sure, pride will get them out on the battlefield 
and, and, and survey the land. But any farmer with even like two bits of a brain cell would go, wait a second, if Kettle is up against the king right here, Kettle is clearly screwed. And so my debts don't matter. Even if I owe money to Kettle, Kettle is clearly about to be fucks. So why would, why would I stay on this battlefield and die? So I'm, I'm explaining to you one dynamic of the end of the show when nothing about it makes sense. It is all entirely logical. Canute as a character, his entire thing, like all his character development happened off screen. And then for the entire time he was on screen, it showed him as a ruthless person. He was going to do terrible things to, to gain more finances. And then at the end, he just like shows up and says, hey, you know what? We had a chat for two minutes. I'm not going to do any of the things that I said I would do throughout the entire season. I'm like, oh, what? That doesn't make any sense. I, so like, I'm going on, but every single character in the show didn't make sense in what they did at all. All of them were dumb and made stupid decisions. I, fi I found Thorfinn's philosophy at the end entirely stupid. Like the season one establishing that the Vikings were destructive in their pursuits of violence and that violence for violence sake was clearly dumb. And that seemed to be its message, right? Where there is no glory in violence, death, this all just death, horrible stuff. And I was like, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And in moving into season two, it changed from that, condemning this idea of people who seek violence, who love violence, who like killing, who are willing to use violence for their own ends, condemning that to condemning all ideas of any violence at all. As in, if you use violence for self-defense, it condemns you. If you see a person with a gun about to shoot a small child, you should do nothing. The philosophy at the end is you should run away. Like the main character actually says that. Where Canute is like, yeah, so I'm going to like go and slaughter everyone in their farm. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to run away. And this is something that the, the, the show says is good. This dude who, ha who potentially has the capability to save the lives of hundreds of people by engaging in violence, even non-lethal violence. It's just like, no, that is dumb. He shouldn't do that. He should run away. Like that is just silly. There are hypothetical scenarios or societies where that would make sense. But this is... You know, you know, more medieval times where the entire show establishes how cruel and bloodthirsty and evil so many people are and how they so much need a, a good person to defend them from these evil people. And th the main character has the morals necessary to do that and the ability to do that and says, no, fuck them. I'm going to run away. I'm like, that is insane. This is dumb. This is poorly established. The, the logic of this doesn't make any fucking sense. The character is making decisions with no rational reason for believing the outcomes he desires should occur and they still occur anyway. It is just dumb. But like people will defend this stuff. So some people will say that people don't like season two because it, it lacked action. That's not my reason for not liking it. I found the writing poor, the justifications for the characters changing poor, the actions of the characters nonsensical from major to minor characters. The characters were just less interesting. It almost felt as though halfway through the season, the person writing it became a pacifist and just 180'd on everything that they established previously. I felt the same way motto. I loved the first season, but the second was so boring. What's funny is I didn't find it boring necessarily. As in, I liked the more psychological, emotional development relationship stuff. It was different, but I didn't hate it. But that was in part because I thought it was going somewhere interesting. And the way that they were developing the characters, in my view, they kind of just 180'd on a lot of it, like seven episodes. I mean, even a few more than that before the end, that in a way that I don't think was well justified. Again, nothing established that Kettle was an insanely prideful, stupid man. Prior to that point, he was highlighted as one of like the few good people 
especially in, in for the time that he was in and his willingness to treat slaves as normal people and he willingness to especially let, let them just work off their debt which is something that isn't common and they even establish isn't even a thing in some places and there, there's the point where he's criticizing his son the 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 thane dude being like man this this guy is a monster how could this be my son when the people were stealing from his farm he is like man why do these people have to steal from my farm and i i've got to keep up this persona of being a harsh guy but i really don't want to hurt these kids and so he he thinks he's found a way out that he doesn't have to hurt them it doesn't have to actually physically punish them because he hates seems to hate violence and then you can see how panicked and, and pained he is when he's forced into inflicting actual physical punishment. And he ends up taking that upon himself because it seems as though he knows he will be not as harsh in his hits of these, these kids as would other people be. He's like, I'll do it myself. After he sees the, the one hit the dude does, which clearly almost kills this kid. And, and that person establishes a good person caring about others, not liking violence, condemning his son and his violent ways in, in like a single day turns into a bloodthirsty, insane maniac who is so dumb that he doesn't, that he sincerely thinks that's, that farmers can beat the elite guard of a king. And that was like an episode. Like, I don't care how distraught he was over what has happened, how humiliated he feels. That, that was just a, such a huge divorcing of the character, just a change, like a whiplash. And the idea that his son was never punished for missing the 910 bits of evidence that suggested to him, or that should have suggested to him, that war is bad, seeking it is bad, violence is bad, and that he was completely inept. Because he missed all of these things that enabled Canute to take advantage of him, and it led to the deaths of like over 100 people. And he got no punishment for that. None. Not a single negative thing happened to this dude. Despite his complete disrespect to everyone, his mocking of everyone, his unwillingness to treat anyone with any kindness, his unwillingness in a world of bloodshed and violence to just take the, the, the silver platter, easier, easy, rich, safe life that was offered to him. Because he refused to do that, over 100 people died. And no reprimand. No one blamed him for it at all. In fact, he was con was considered, based on a lie, to have been the person who got Canute to leave. So all those people who should hate his guts for what he did, now love him for saving their lives. It was just the, the gravest level of injustice I've ever seen. Thorgil, Kettle's oldest son, was clearly just a less interesting Thorkel from season one. And what annoyed me about Thorgil is the entire season, he seems so committed to his family to the degree that he's willing to make excuse after excuse after excuse for his younger son, which doesn't make any sense because like his younger, so the younger son is like everything that Thorgil would hate in a person, but he never complains. And then like when his father needs him most, he just kind of like abandons him to potentially die on the battlefield, which doesn't make any sense. He, he, he drags along his younger brother, despite him always being a liability and always letting him down, but he just keeps doing it. And then at the end, despite all this weirdly insane levels of commitment to his family, he just leaves and just walks into the distance. I'm like, the one trait you established that Thorgil had was commitment to his family to an illogical degree, a degree that completely went against every other aspect of his personality. And then he just leaves? Why would you give him that those traits and then just 180 them in the last couple of episodes? It didn't make any sense. Yeah, because they didn't like the younger brother now. But but he but he should have had no reason to like him before that. He was a screw up, a letdown, a person clearly inept. He was everything that Thorgil should have hated. It was it was just so strange.
all the characters just changed on a dime in entirely unsatisfying ways based on logical, contrived, stupid decisions. It, it was nuts. Even small things annoyed me, like the idea that you spent the entire fucking half of the season clearing that goddamn area to build that farm, and they talked up how amazing farming was and how like wondrous it was and like, how satisfying it was and how good life you've, you've never really understood yourself until you've grown some fucking barley or whatever the hell it was and then that led to nothing the farm ended up not mattering at all they didn't use it to buy their freedom didn't did they did they harvest it even once i don't think so and then at the end both of the main characters don't end up as farmers or doing any farming in fact they move to a place where they can't farm so what was all the farming stuff for it was just an excuse for them to be in that location i had to listen about farming for half a season for it to be nothing like Knut was established to be like bloodthirsty and crazy to the degree that he poisoned his brother that he actually liked and the entire season the entire fucking season he's talking to the disembodied dead head of his father continuously because obviously it's not real it's not magic it's a part of him inside himself and it shouldn't have a complete control of him all the way up to the second last episode when he has a conversation with the main character and then just 180s all that. I'm just like, what? And like Thorfinn's plan. They're like, we don't believe that you used to know Canute. He's like, okay, then you can punch me 100 times. And if I survive, then you, know, you have to let me see the king. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? A day ago, you were previously fighting to defend a slave that killed like six people. You were fighting to do that and you were perfectly fine to do that. And within the course of a day, you've gone from like fighting when it's necessary to defend someone who can't defend themselves to believing that no fighting ever is necessary. A day! And at that point, if your goal is to save the people on the farm, Obviously, a non-lethal bout where you just demonstrate your prowess is the most likely way to get you to see the king and to have the best chance to be able to defend the farm and, and to stop the people from dying. If that isn't your goal, if, you're, if you aren't practically trying to achieve your ends of seeing the king, why the fuck are you there? But he's like, no, 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 I, I can't demonstrate in a non-lethal way my skills. I have to just stand here and get punched a hundred times. From the outset, there's no way that Canute could possibly know that he would survive the 100 hits. Regardless of how skilled he is, accidents happen in battle. As you saw, he almost fucking failed because he, he, he slipped or whatever, got distracted. So already, Canute is putting his insane philosophy above the lives of hundreds of people. Hundreds! Making him a terrible human being. He's like, man, all those dozens upon dozens of people I killed, oh boy, I feel a lot of guilt for that. But uh, potentially, like, allowing circumstances to happen so hundreds of people die that I could prevent? Eh, not particularly interested. That is just an insane level of disconnect. Like, gen generally speaking, people are disturbed by the death of innocent people as opposed to specifically taking innocent lives yourselves, which seems to be what Thorfinn was about initially. But then he changed to being like, look, I'm perfectly fine with innocent people dying. I just don't want to do it myself, which makes him just a bad person. But okay, regardless. So Thorfinn gets hit a hundred times, right? In, in, in the most insane fucking way. And then he goes to talk to Canute and Thorfinn has no plan. Absolutely no plan. Like, so he's, so he's willing to get himself hit in the face a hundred times to see a guy he hasn't seen in four years who's massively changed as a character, obviously. And all throughout the conversation, it doesn't seem like Canute is swayed at all. Because why would he be? Thorfinn is making no arguments as to why Canute should not take this farm. Why Canute should potentially, uh, uh, while he was there already now, not just continue. Like, you could make practical arguments about why what Canute was doing was fucking insane. 
Because I would just be like, look, Canute, uh, you've, you've killed a hundred farmers, right? You need people to run this farm and you've already ruined like a further labor force. If you continue what you're doing, you're going to kill all the farmers who know how to do this land. And it's not like you can just move people freely and easily to work these fields. That The main value in this land is the people who live on it and know how to, to work it, right? And so what you're doing is, is strategically stupid. Taking ownership of this farm at like one one hundredth of the value because everyone will be scared off it and die and stuff is uh, obviously quite stupid. And representing as yourself as a person who for contrived reasons will just take other people's land is obviously going to jeopardize your, your hold, your security on your lands as well because people will be more likely to want to rise up because you represent a threat to their ability to, to control their own lands. Like at any moment, they could just be completely fucked like Kettle was. You don't want to send that message that you're just willing to fuck loyal subjects. And like, there's the arguments you would make to a person like Knut, and he would go, oh yeah, that's a good point. I haven't thought about that before. Something like that. But Thorfinn's just like, yeah, you shouldn't take the farm. Oh, but you are going to anyway? I right, see ya. And Knut, like me, was like, what? And then Thorfinn's like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna run away and just let you kill people. And Knut's like, hmm, interesting. So I'm going home now. The entire thing that the entire season uh, that I was set, setting myself up to do, all, every motivation that was explained throughout the entire season, all my character development that happened off screen that led to being who I am now, none of that matters. I'm going home because he said he would run away from me. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Having talked to people on Twitter, I know there are other things that people will say to try to justify the stupidity of these characters and this very, very strange ending and these terrible philosophies, but I'm not going to cover it all. Go read that stuff on Twitter if you like. Write me stuff on Twitter. Again, my dislike of Vinland Saga Season 2 wasn't because of the differences between it and Season 1. It wasn't because it had less violence. It wasn't because it had less fights. It's because it was less interesting. The characters were less interesting. The plot was less interesting. It was a lot smaller stakes. And the story was very poorly written. And the philosophies of the characters are dumb. So that's my take on Vinland Saga Season 2. I'm sure people who have seen it will not like what I've said and will potentially not agree. It was very similar to Game of Thrones Season 8 for me, where I wasn't complaining all that much up until the very, very end. Because when you got to the very, very end, you were like, oh, this is it. All the plot holes, all the inconsistencies, everything that was potentially slightly boring or poorly explained, none of that is actually going to wrap up. And this is the unsatisfying ending that I have. Oh, now everything I saw before is now garbage. Stop. Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.